This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. For months, the Val Dam has been full to bursting. Good news heading into the Highfeld winter. But as became apparent in February, bad news for those living downstream. With little to no warning, authorities made the decision to open several of the dam's sluice gates. Residents living around the now roaring Val River were given no more than two hours to evacuate. We spoke to residents and asked, could the level of damage have been mitigated? If you had less than two hours to evacuate your house, what would you take with you and what would you leave behind? That was the horrifying reality facing hundreds of families this week, forced to flee devastating floods. People living around the Val Dam in the Free State and Blumhoff Dam in the Northwest had less than two hours to ensure the safety of their families and pets and move their belongings to higher ground. I was standing here and I saw my tent house go and then I saw the other one go and then it took my wooden cabin, all my things. Fani Smith is devastated. Having worked on the gold mines all his life, in 2016 he used his pension and savings to buy his dream house on the Val River, between Bares and Potschefstroem. This wasn't his first experience of flooding and he took precautions when the water started rising. When the water came up, it took shading nets and roofs. This is the first year the levels are so high. He measured the levels hourly and set an alarm to wake him during the night so he could monitor markers he had made. He never imagined the magnitude of the flood coming his way. The water kept rising every 15 to 20 minutes. In the end, all he could do was watch as the water swallowed all he'd built. You know, we watched the visuals of water levels rising and people's homes being completely submerged. And we watched in disbelief. Today I spoke to Fani and I don't even think he knows how to articulate how heartbroken he is because this behind me is his entire world. Gone. Floods are generally natural disasters, but this one was man-made. When 12 sluice gates were opened with little advance warning, taking hundreds of residents by surprise. The Val and Blumhoff dams have earth-filled walls that shouldn't be allowed to overflow. That's why sluice gates are opened, releasing water and protecting the integrity of the wall. 
The Val has 60 gates along its dam wall for this reason. But a decision to open the gates was all too sudden and the river came down with biblical vengeance. Known as an iconic tourist destination in the Free State, Farres has been one of the town's hardest hit. Lodge owners and residents only had an hour or two to evacuate their properties as these rapids were making their way downriver. Professor Graeme Addison has been living on the river for 22 years and has never seen it this vicious. I think what happened was a coincidence of factors. Okay. They had to open the Val Dam gates, but at the same time, and probably unknown to a lot of officials, there was a flood on the Ritrofia. And those two things converged and it became an uncontrollable spate of water, a, a kind of a, a virtual tsunami on the river. Ritzbreit is located in the upper parts of the Val Basin and heavy rain in Gauteng increased its flow. It was the start of a natural flood. Question is, did the government recognize this? We watched the figures on the Department of Water Affairs and Sanitation website. They're not altogether uh, believable or accurate all the time. They do say they're unverified figures. And we noticed that there was a lot of water coming from the Val Dam, but there was no record of the water coming from the Ritrofia. But given the rising dam levels, action could have been taken sooner. They should have known it is rainy season and should have opened the water sooner. They keep the water back at 110% and only start to open gates then. They opened two, then it was four, then it was six, and then suddenly it was 12. But for the government, it's a catch-22. The Department of Water and Sanitation's Leonardo Manis says it's a gamble to let water go in anticipation of natural floods and heavy rain. What if the water then doesn't arrive or it falls in the adjacent catchment? Then it's a man-made drought and then the department has to take responsibility for that as well. A full dam is government's first priority. The dilemma faced by water affairs is that when you've got a full dam, you want to keep that water because the winter is coming and there'll be no rain. On the other hand, when there's a prediction of heavy rainfall, you've got to let something go. How much do you let go? But why not open sluices when forecasters warn that exceptionally high rainfall is on its way? Like when a cyclone steadily heads in your direction. Just this week, Cyclone Freddy hit Madagascar, then made its way towards Mozambique. While it decreased in intensity to a tropical storm, forecasts still indicated heavy rain for South Africa. Despite this, the Department of Water and Sanitation didn't budge. Again. The big word here is may. It may happen. There's no assurance that it's going to happen as far as any rainfall situation is concerned. Government only opens the gates when the deluge arrives, leaving little time for precautions. And, it seems, urgent information doesn't reach locals in time. It's a communication problem that the Department of Water Affairs needs to assign a communication officer to tell the public what is going on. Fun. 
We don't ever know when they are going to open. The department admits it can do more to get word to residents. It adds that those affected shouldn't have built below the 100-year flood line, which indicates the likely level of water during a 100-year flood. It's an event which has a 1% probability of occurring in any given year. But experts believe that the flood line on the Val has moved because of global warming and continued urbanization. But these are natural floods, not those caused by the sudden opening of sluice gates. Proper communication is at least what's needed to avoid another catastrophic flood. Without it, people like Fani can't prepare and save what little they have left. I'm still going to come and stay here. As I say, grace from above. My life is here. I won't sell. Do you feel authorities did enough to ensure residents were adequately warned about the incoming deluge? Would love to hear what you think. So join the online chat using hashtag carte blanche. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to Carte Blanche, the podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. While you're at it, why not rate and review us? We love hearing from our listeners.